Hey, this is Paul, and I am starting the podcast right now by myself, and then I'm going to call Ben so that those of you, you know, the classic Goody Lawrence heads out there, can get a little bit of a feel for what it was like back when I was just calling Ben on the phone. It's going to be great. I'm starting the the Zoom meeting now, just uh, waiting for, for the whole thing to go. I'm clicking join, and I think I, I've got it right. I'm going to go with the Wi-Fi audio, and I think we're good. I think this is it. Ben Lawrence. Hey, Ben. I think, uh, I think Zoom knew what you were doing and <laughs> muted you. While that was happening. Because it was like, yeah, no thanks. You triggered <laughs> Zoom's background noise suppression filter. I forgot to pull the light out. Normally I have a, a, a ring light shining on me. Yeah. Uh, I don't, but I think this is fine. Right? Do I need a... No, you're fine. Nobody watches these. Do you think anyway. I no, need another light? Nobody watches these anyway. Yeah. Um, so right before we started, I was texting a friend and I, I texted, I'm about to go live with Paul. And <laughs> after I sent it, you know what it looked like. I had to, I don't, I don't think I had to clarify, but... <laughs> <laughs> like you're just fed up. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm moving to a small town in <laughs> Illinois. Hey um, Paul, how's it going? Good, good. It's it's going it's going well. I'm feeling all right. Uh what can I say? I I I bought a sweater. Uh it's extra large and it fits me. So that there's that that's going on. It's it's a it's retro. It's got that dark mustard stripey look. Something you might find in like yeah. the early seventies. I am five foot nine, one point seven five meters. I weigh about a uh, hundred and no. Whoops, <laughs> sorry. Two hundred and ten pounds. I had inverted it. Uh, Two hundred and ten pounds. Which uh, is 15 stone. And what do you so, get? Another day older, <laughs> deeper in debt. Speaking of which, I think we've talked about this before, but it's always uh, great to mention it. Uh, we are recording this in the year uh, 2023, Ben. 23. Can you believe it? I can. February. Well, I have to because that's reality. We're recording this on February, I think it's, is it the 2nd? Groundhog Day. 2023? Hey, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> and and what I want to say to the people who are listening to this in the future, at this time, uh, the, 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 uh, the billionaires on Earth have yet to establish their companies in space. Right now, the companies are still on Earth and therefore still beholden, at least right now, to Earth laws. They can't, like, circumvent. And we're not even talking about inspectors coming and taking a look for practices and stuff like that. All of that probably still happens. I mean, you know, but uh, if you can imagine, Amazon.com, there's at least one union uh, that formed. I don't know if they're legal or not, but they uh, they did vote to form it. So that's a that's a big difference between probably what's happening in the future right now. Is my guess. You don't think that that space companies would allow unions to be part of the endeavor? I think I think they would they would try very hard to keep them from forming. My guess is, and this is just a guess, Ben, that the people that are that are working, uh, well, here, ooh, Ben, here's a question: Have you ever? Do you know what salting is? Salting. Yeah, it's called salting. 
Uh, it's I don't, probably not in the context of what you're talking about. It's where a member of a union goes to work at a place that doesn't have unions and just talks about how great unions are <laughs> and tries to get people to join them. And I feel like that would be a cool uh, idea for a TV show. Somebody who goes salting... Uh, ooh, it could even be called salting, and it happens at a salt mine on an asteroid. This guy who's trying to get people to unionize. It would be very much like that episode of Andor, uh, where he's trying to get people to, to break out of that prison. Right. Or episode and a half, or however you want to. That was do a it. long Andor um, arc when he was in that prison colony. Yeah, so good, Ben. Andor is so good. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I, I'm not telling tales out of school, but I was at uh, a Christmas uh, party at one point in time with some of my relatives, and one of my relatives said to the other one, and I want to say this because I think it's true. Um, the reason they said this was because they knew that the other relative would respond favorably to it. It wasn't necessarily what they believed. They said Andor was good, but it just wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> I think that's Which, what made it good. Yeah, exactly. That's, this is the thing. is like, you and I have the nostalgia spice. For Star Wars. We will never look at Star Wars and go, oh, it's just bad. Right. You know, right. the writing's bad or the things bad. It's it is it's it's what it needs to be, right? It's its own thing. And like I, I feel like if if I can uh oh I'm getting choked up. I can't believe it. Um I feel like everyone should have uh some theater classes in their lives. Theater is so good, Ben. You and I don't talk about it enough on this podcast. Just theater in general? But I think, yeah, just theater in general. I think both you and I, uh, our lives were enriched. We got, we, we had friends uh, and just, you know, art. I mean, enjoyment it has informed. For being involved in theater. It has informed my entire life since I was like 22. Yeah. And, Look at and where again, I am. As a, as a, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, right. And as a like as, as an autistic person, uh, theater was great because, like, I, I think I've mentioned this before. Script analysis, that class, and the and the concept of subtask, as being something that you can sub subtask. I said uh, subtext, as something that you could intellectually figure out, was a revelation. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get it wrong. Right, but it it does it does help re remove some of the mystery to that, and it, it makes me enjoy like I can enjoy stuff that other people would think is bad, because if nothing else, I can go into analysis mode and like look at the craft of the thing and what was this person this joke that didn't land, what were they trying to do? Well, then right? have I got a show for you? What is it, Ben? Well, I haven't seen it, but. My YouTube algorithm, for whatever reason, is trying to feed me reaction videos, and it's overwhelmingly negative. Oh, okay, I, so I, I know Ben I've just is lost frozen. Him. All right, so I all, I think he said reaction videos. I know, I know, I disappeared for a bit because I saw YouTube flash, but yeah. So, uh, uh, YouTube, maybe it heard me talking about it. Um, Wants me to watch <laughs> reaction videos about how bad the new Velma TV show is. Have you heard oh, no. of Velma, the new HBO Max cartoon? I have seen... This is the thing. is I have HBO Max. I have been watching The Last of Us. And when I pull up The Last of Us to watch it, there are... You know, ads on the page yeah. for Velma. Yeah. So. So I've not seen the show. So I've not, I know about. I've it. not watched Velma, but judging by various YouTube thumbnails and like a headline that I read, uh, I think on Reddit, which said Velma is irritating both the left and the right politically. Um. 
apparently many, many people <laughs> don't like this show. So, Paul, with wow. your script analysis well, I, superpowers and um, uh, geez. and and your analytical uh, joke uh, 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 interpretations, watch Velma and let me know what you think. Uh, I don't know, Ben. I don't think I need to watch it. Uh, here's what you know, it, it, it this is this is my without watching it, just from the description you gave, doesn't know what it wants to be. And is uh, is is trying to serve two masters, and therefore, from what I understand, uh, pleases yeah. neither. From what I understand, it doesn't know who its audience is, and that. Let me ask you a question. Uh, it's from Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling, I believe. Yes. Is she Thelma? Yeah. So they've they've made Thelma an Indian woman. Shaggy's African American. Daphne is half Japanese, so they've done all of this uh, uh, race switching. But oddly enough, that is not what people have a problem it with. It makes me a little bit more interested. Yeah, no, that's... It makes me a little bit more interested in seeing it. The This article that I read about it said that, or, or posited, it this isn't confirmed, but that this was going to be a completely different show... But then either HBO or Warner Brothers or somebody decided to shoehorn it into the Scooby-Doo IP to give it some appeal. And a lot of people are saying if this was its own thing, or, it might not. Well, it'll still be bad writing, but it might not be as my people might not react as vitriolic to it as they are. Or so they retain control of the IP. If you know they have to that do that every once. So yeah, like what I heard was famously that's why Roger Corman made the last uh, Fantastic Four movie. Fantastic Four, <laughs> the first and the hey, last. Hey, look Four at movies. us. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I, I'm still waiting. Fantastic Four can work. Somebody just needs to do it. Um, I don't know who it's going to be, but. I think that once it does work, if the Fantastic Four does work, it's going to be, like, the popularity of it is going to be insane. That's just my thought. It's possible. <laughs> Wait, Ben, look, this is my thought. If the Fantastic Four works, then it's going to be popular. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I don't know how I do it. Tell me, but, more, uh, tell me more about that script analysis um, class. <laughs> no, but but the thing I, I, I will say is this, that... Um, there is a good chance that I will forget between now and then to watch it because I've got other stuff that I want to watch. Number one, I've started with, with series one of Taskmaster and I'm already on series 10 um, some, since we talked. That is some dedication. It is It is my favorite. Like it, It's like it's a show made... Just for me, sort of like Dimension Twenty, sort of like uh, Game Changer. Yeah, right. There, there are certain things where I'm like, and this is why I, I have a subscription to Dropout, and Taskmaster has one called Taskmaster Super Plus. I do it because I, I feel as though I'm supporting like. This this is a show that I like that isn't going to go off the air because I'm actually paying money for it. If that makes sense. Um, Taskmaster, British. Uh, as you know, the the uh, American Taskmaster show didn't Taskmaster show did not do well, which is too bad because Reggie Watts was the Taskmaster on it. Uh, for some reason, it didn't work, which is too bad, but. Uh, by subscribing to the channel, I not only get all of the episodes of Taskmaster, but I also get all the foreign episodes of Taskmaster. Uh, and there's one from Finland. As you know, I was trying to learn how to speak Finnish at one point in time. Uh, so this might be a good way for me to do it. What should be kind of what cool. channel do you subscribe to that it's on? Oh no! It's it's its own channel. Oh, it's its own channel. Taskmaster, 
has its own channel that you subscribe to. Ah. And it's called, like... It's a new one. It's called Taskmaster Super Max Plus, which I think they did on purpose. It's really great. Do you know the Do you know the story behind it at all? I know nothing about it other than what you've said. Okay. So, so in a way, it 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 sort of parallels us, but not really. Um, and what I mean by that is, there's this guy. His name's Alex Horn, and he does uh, a uh, a task uh, like the, he did this thing at Fringe Theaters where he made people complete tasks and do things like uh like parlor games right okay uh for him and it was really they were inventive it was really popular and he sold the show right and now i'm i'm getting a little bit like this is what i believe both from what i've from what i've read and what i've seen i might be a little bit off but this is what i understand he sold it and they were filming and stuff like that. And then they said, um, you know, we like the show, but we don't like you as the Taskmaster. And so they brought in another guy, made him the Taskmaster, but because they already had footage of this other guy, like, putting people through the stuff, the they, made him, they made him that guy's assistant, Right. So if you can imagine, it would be like if Goody Lawrence got a show and they said, okay, this is pretty good, but it's not, it's not, it could be better. We're going to bring in Kevin Kent <laughs> to tell you guys what to do. So you're still going to be doing all of your, all of your stuff, all of your bits that you do, right? but we're going to, we're going to film interstitials with Kevin Kent telling you guys Hey, I want one of you naked in a box, and I want another one you, like that sort of thing. I'd watch that show. I'd watch that show too. Um, and and so the thing that's great about it is that Alex Horn, being the guy who runs the show, and again, if you're a, if there are any Taskmaster heads out there who know something different than what I'm saying, just roll with it. It's going to be fine. Uh, Alex Horn has written his character. You know, the character of Alex Horn for the show as being constantly bullied by Greg, the guy who, who runs the show. And it's wonderful. Greg Davies, uh, it's 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 spelled Davies, but he pronounces it Davis. So Greg Davies is, uh, and you might actually have seen him on some of the other British panel shows. He's not Richard Osman, which is important. Richard Oz, Osm, Oz, man, Richard Osman, uh, glasses, tall guy, um, does Pointless is one of his shows, which is a co totally different thing. Anyway, not him, but this guy is 6'8", and um, funny, used to be a theater teacher, uh, now is a you know stand-up comic and actor, and he is the Taskmaster. And like I said, uh, the American version, Reggie Watts was the Taskmaster, but it didn't do well. And I think it was because of the contestants not knowing the format well enough. And maybe it only works... Well, no, it, it's it's already in its, you know, other series in other countries. I was going to say, maybe it doesn't work unless you're British, but that doesn't seem right. Well, the Americans, you know, they screw everything up. I they kind of do. I don't blame they kinda, Reggie. They kind of do. He was probably given too many constraints by the producers. I, again, like I said, I think I think the main the, the main thing that I saw was that the people that were doing the tasks weren't like you have to actually try to do the task, right? You you have to try to get the thing done, and the people that were on the show at that time weren't good at doing it. But they like, probably were good at creating drama and conflict, right? Yeah, which wasn't really... And I think that's the main thing, is that it, it it's not a reality show. It, it sort of is. Yeah. And if you were in the United States and you had, had a steady diet of reality shows, you would think that it was. 
but there's more to it than that. It's more of a game show. It's more of a, it's more of a, I, an actual, you know, think creatively show, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I see you looking at something and about to saying something. I see you looking <laughs> at something and about to saying something. That's what I said. No, I'm not saying anything. I was going to say that you're oh. um, like speeding through 10 seasons of Taskmaster. I, I guess I can get. I got really into Mock the Week, and I just hoovered up all the episodes that I could find on YouTube. But there's still a lot more out there. I, I, I don't have like BritBox or anything like that. I was just, uh, you know, whatever, oh. whatever random person uploaded an episode of this TV show to YouTube was, you know, was how I watched it. Here's what I can say. Uh, some members, or some people that have been on Mock the Week have also been on Taskmaster. Yeah. I see a lot of the same people on various panel shows. There's a comedian, an Irish comedian named Ed Byrne, who's on Mock the Week, who I saw in an episode of Have I Got News for You. Yeah, I think Ed Gamble is on Mock the Week sometimes as well. Ed Gamble is another one. diabetic director. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, there is oh god, Josh Whittakum. Josh Whittakum, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, a bunch of other people, too. They'll Was Bob Mortimer ever on uh, Mock the Week at all? I don't remember that name. He's a he's an older guy. Uh, he's funny. That's the only thing that I was thinking of. I I, I still look forward to Ben. It's not that far in the future. You and me as like 65-year-old dudes who nobody knows <laughs> doing weird stuff. And people are like, who are these guys? Where do they come from? You know, our, our, been around for our years. second renaissance. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Last of Us. <laughs> are you all caught up? Of course you are. Oh, I am all caught up. Yeah. Man, oh man, so good. I So uh, I, have, I, I do not play the game. I have never played the game. So yeah. I am sure that there's a lot of stuff uh, that I just basically don't get uh, in the TV show that is, let's say, a reference to the game. However, it, I don't think it decreases my enjoyment of the show at all. It, it's, it's very compelling. And this episode, this last episode, episode three... Uh, let's say spoilers for episode three just because... Has been... Has been um, uh, uh, touted as making a run for one of the best episodes of TV of the year. Yeah, and I, I will say, I will say this. Um, I I did play uh, the second one much more than I played the first one. Does that make sense? Yes. Like like I don't know if I'm if I'm at the I played I played the second one all the way through the first one. Um. I separated from it pretty quickly. So I can't say how much of what was in episode three was in this. Um, but the the thing I would say is that, in my opinion, episode three showed, like, okay, this is going to be a good TV show. Right? Yeah. Like, this was, this was the drama, the Chernobyl stuff. You know, if I can use that as an example, like, like, because you were, you, it wasn't, it wasn't about the monsters. It was about the people, which is kind of what you want. And like it, one of those things where, where you knew, okay, uh, if we can get really specific, right. When, when, uh, Bill apologized to Frank about how he was getting old. He said, I'm sorry, I'm getting older. Uh, and then you saw the next, the next scene kind of after that was Frank in the wheelchair and Bill like, like being more able-bodied and stuff is, it was just crushing. It was like, Oh no. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, and and the fact that 
you know, the the apocalypse did affect them because there was nothing they could do, you know. But then again, maybe there wouldn't have been anything they could do. It that that they that they did a lot to protect themselves, but you can't protect yourself from the frailty of being human. Basically, yeah, it was it was really. Um, I really I really enjoyed it because it did a great job of showing Bill's character and how he how Frank gave him a purpose. You know, yeah. you get the sense that Bill would have survived as lo- for as long as he did. Uh, and in fact, probably before the lo- you know, even before the um, I was about to call it the pandemic, even before the you know apocalypse, hated being around people anyway. But Frank gave him like Frank gave him a purpose and a reason for doing what he did. And I was I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, the uh, no, the official no. companion podcast of Last of Us with. Uh, uh, hosted by Troy Baker, who apparently plays Joel in the video game, and with uh, Craig Mason and Neil DeGrasse Tyson. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, Patrick Harris. And um... it, it's it's crazy. <laughs> the stars were completely off. So apparently, in the video game, Frank meets a very well. That relationship has a very different ending. And, oh yeah, tell me about it. Because um, I, I, like I said, I didn't play. So originally, the what I guess was they have a bit of a falling out, Bill and Frank. And so when Joel and Ellie come upon the compound, they see Frank hanging from a tree. He he had hanged himself. Ooh. Now I think it goes a bit further than that. One of the things that um, again, like I. I'm only getting what they say in this podcast. And so apparently what happened was they did like Bill and Frank did have a falling out, but Frank, I think got bit. So he hanged himself before he could turn. Uh, But the, the um, TV show ending, even though they both die, it is a more satisfying, happy ending. Yeah, yeah, truly. And and the thing that I really liked, uh, you know, again, this is uh, this is filmmaking stuff. Um, I like the fact that in the end, we go through the window, right? So in the end, we're in that room with yeah, them, yeah. but the camera never turns around. Yeah, exactly. So you give them their, their privacy, but you're with them. Kinda. That's also apparently a motif from the video game, which is you start each chapter with a window frame and blowing curtains. Again, something yeah. I hear on the, on the podcast. But yeah, uh, I... they, were, they were going to... Um, they, were, uh, they say in this podcast that they were going to use that window frame motif at the beginning of each episode, but decided... They went so far as to film all of it. But at the very end, they decided not to. And I think it, 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 it was a good choice because it has that, that nice double meaning there at the end of episode three, and it's a lot, it's a lot stronger visual. And so we also learned then, you know, we learned that they were the ones that came up with the radio code. Yeah. And that, um, you know, the, but, the, but the problem wasn't that, that the zombies got them or, or the clickers or whatever. Clickers, yeah. Uh, the infected uh, didn't get them, uh, timed it. And it was just set to go off after yeah. a little bit. One of the other things that I, that I like a lot, um, I mean, again, I, that might be, it might be like this in the video games, um, but I don't remember it. The, the, I mean, because honestly, when I play video games, sometimes I gloss over the, the things people are saying. <laughs> And all that, but the but the idea that they have this sort of network, the mycelial network or whatever between the the fungi that he's um, a real fun communicates. guy. Yeah, where yeah, I mean, and the and the 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 strands coming out of the mouth and stuff like that. I think that's new. I don't think that that's. I mean the the fact that's a, that it. 
you know, is uh, fungus is in the game. Yeah. I just mean that specific visual. I don't yeah. remember it being in there, but I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, so good, so good. Yeah, there's one. More. Oh, I, <laughs> when Doctor Who has an episode, I think uh, Blink is one of these episodes where it's uh, it's the Doctor's barely in it. They call it a Doctor Light yeah. episode. Sometimes they're also bottle episodes. This episode was very much a Doctor Light episode. Um, right. And it, but it was yeah, it was really really good, and I. I watched it a day. I watched it on Monday. I didn't. I wasn't able to see it on Sunday, but I did see it on Monday. Uh-huh. Um, and fortunately, nothing. I don't know if anything can be spoiled for me because, like, I'm going into it sort of blind anyway, not having played the video game. Um, but yeah, that was just. I guess if there were any spoilers that that I heard over the course of the work day on Monday, it was like, oh my god, this episode is so great. So I going in thinking, oh, this is going to be a great episode, you know? Which sometimes yeah. can be a, a mood killer when you watch what the great episode is, and it turns out not to be as great. But this one, this one yeah. uh, delivered as promised. So, um, I want to say, speaking of Dr. Light, there are two things. Fewer calories than uh, regular Teen doctor. Titans! No, I... Um, <laughs> But no, what what I was gonna say is there's um there is a a thing called uh a community called Super Hulock that I've just found out about. That super is uh, the superhuman uh, sorry, the supernatural Doctor Who Sherlock fan community. Which apparently was on Tumblr in the 2013s, that was insufferable, and I just found out about them ten years later. You mean a, so, a Tumblr community was insufferable? Someone made a reference to it. I had no idea what it is, so I had to look it up. But that's not really what I'm what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about is the idea that the main character isn't in that episode for a while. Um, spoilers. Get ready. For Poker Face, Ben, have you seen it? I have not seen Poker Face. <coughs> Poker Face, but I knew it's a new Natasha really... Leon vehicle. Yeah, well, also done by uh, Mister uh, Knives Out himself, Ryan Johnson. Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Uh, wrote and directed at least some of the episodes that I've seen. Ah. Um, uh, premise is that uh, she can tell when people are lying. It's not magical. It's just something that it, it, it's nice. They just establish, yeah, this this is something that happens, and then you go on from there. Wasn't there a Tim Roth TV show called Lie to Me? Was that the same yeah. sort of premise? Same sort of premise. <clears throat> yeah, except that, um. You know, whereas he was a, a doctor with a bunch of degree, well, well, with or a, you know, he was a he was a professional person that would be consulted and all that. She's just a person who can do this, and some people believe her and some people don't. And it's you know, which kind of person it is depends you know largely on what is needed for the plot. Right. Uh, it's great though. I I really like it. The reason, and I don't think I'm going to spoil this for you, and if I ha- if I do, I apologize. But spoilers for everybody else, just in case. One of the things that's that's nice is that it it uses this sort of format trick that I've never seen before in another show. And this is why I wanted to mention it because I wanted to know if this sounds like anything that you've seen before. Um, and the other reason why I thought because you've seen Glass Onion, right? Um, I, it feels like this is something that, that Ryan Johnson is trying to play with a little bit. You see this person... Like, you remember in Columbo... Uh, did you ever watch Columbo at all? Oh, yeah. You'd see the murder happen... Yeah. First, you knew, and then Columbo... The audience so- knew who did it, yeah. So it's very similar to that. But the difference is very... It, it, there's a subtle difference, but it's worth it. You see the murder, right... 
Then our detective, uh, Charlie, Natasha Leone's character, enters like halfway through. At the halfway point of the show, <clears throat> she enters. But the thing is that she enters before the murder happens. And you see that she's actually been there the whole time. Right? And you see you see the, the scenes that you didn't see that she was in. If that makes sense. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's it's a really interesting narrative thing. And as I was watching it, I noticed it. I'm like, this is really clever. I also was like, because they've set this up, one, it's cool. And two, you're not seeing her. She doesn't have to work uh, as much. They don't have to, you know, it's always supporting characters. Right. You know, for most of it. And then she comes back in. But because they go back in time... When you remember the episode, it was like she was there the whole time. You don't go, I can't believe it. This is her show, but I didn't even see her until the last half of it. It's no good. Doesn't happen because they write their way around it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, haven't seen it. I am making my way through season two of White Lotus right now. Have you seen White Lotus? I haven't seen White, White Lotus season one or two. All right. Uh, well, uh, actually, the guy who plays Frank is in White Lotus season one, and it was interesting because oh. I like I watched White Lotus season one, and then I'm I'm watching like The Last of Us episode three, and I'm like, is that that can't be? Is it? It looks like him. It's just one of those coincidences where I just happen to be watching two of his that actor's things yeah. jobs like back to back. It is interesting when that happens. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Murray Bartley. I saw um, Blue Sunshine, a movie from the 1970s, just recently. Blue Sunshine. Um, 1977, Blue Sunshine. And it's, it's full <clears throat> of people that look kind of like someone else, if that makes sense. Um, sort of. But yeah. one of the things is that... Okay, so did you ever see The Americans, the TV show? No. Or, um, God, there's so many things that he's been in, but it, it's one of those situations where there is a guy, and if this had been shot now, I would have sworn that he was this act, <laughs> that the guy that I was watching was this actor. But, of course, he wasn't because it was 1977. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's got to be this guy's dad then, but uh, not necessarily. Right? One of those things. And also, um, there's a scene that apparently got used over and over again, clubs like CBGB and stuff like that, when punk bands were playing, uh, of this guy going berserk and killing people in a uh, disco. Panic at the disco. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know... This show is really the first time that I've thought about disco music in anything other than I, I'm supposed to hate disco. Like, that was my introduction <laughs> to it. was like, this music is music that you're supposed to hate. And when I listen to it now, I'm like, oh, well, this is just the birth of electronic music. It really, you know, the, the, of, of the dance music. Dance. Yeah you know, kind of it's and yeah. Yeah. And it also made me think, okay, so I don't remember when rappers delight from sugar Hill gang came out. I want to say that too. was like 77, 78, but I was like, you, you could, you could completely, you know, with time travel or whatever, introduce rap way before, like, you could have somebody rap over uh, 1950s music. You know, instead of singing Good Golly, Miss Molly, you know, you you could have people rapping over it. It it drives home this thing that I was talking about before in one of the previous episodes, that artists are important. No doubt about it. Artists are very important for new things and all that. But 
we sometimes discount the importance of an audience that cool audiences need to happen too <laughs> and like you and i know this just for sure because we've done stuff with annex theater audiences you know the the spin the bottle audience and then we've done stuff uh at at other places that aren't the spin the bottle audience and there's something to not to discount you know other audiences but the the smartness of the spin the bottle audience and the willingness to get weird and all that kind of stuff was important for us you know as performers yeah i mean there there are a lot like, of I, a lot of factors involved in that like the spin the bottle audience was very it was a late night heavy drinking crowd and so they were um uh, the the drinking part in terms of like they were more willing to accept the weird stuff as opposed to like just being mean drunks at a, like a stand-up club. Yeah. But also we that audience knew us. We were a known commodity for them, uh, for like probably a majority of the audience. And so when we would go to other venues and people didn't know who we were, it was it was probably yeah. We the reaction was very very different. Yeah. I mean, in those reactions, and, and I think we did well, the reactions that we that we normally shot for and and often got were what the what the <laughs> heck did I just see? Whereas with our own audiences, um, we had to work a little harder sometimes because they they knew a lot of our tricks. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things like old favorites where. Where oh Ben and Paul are throwing stuff at each other again, that people always like that, you know. In general, it was uh, a good thing if we didn't do it too often, too many times, and all that. And we talked about this already. Bill, uh, Ben, the Brett, Brett Fetzer, um, you know, when he thought that we were sort of resting on our laurels yeah. a little bit too much, that kind of put a fire under us. Rest on our laurels. Okay. Okay. So laurels, those are the, the, the wreaths that you get, right? Don't you get laurels when you when you do well in like ancient Rome or Greece or whatever? I don't know the, the I think that's what beginning. rest on our I think that's what yeah. resting on your laurels means. Like uh, it means that when you're, you're like shown at a film festival, you can put that little like uh, thing on your advertisements yeah. as laurels on the other side. Resting on those Right, means you're you're saying not, not trying uh, I've I've, I've, I've already it. done good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that thing of somebody being asked to audition and just pulling Oscars out of their bag <laughs> or whatever. Oh, speaking about resting on his laurel, let's look at this guy. Hey, Edward. So I I work down here. This is this is what my workspace looks like. Yeah. Any uh, remote viewers wanting to spy on me, get a picture in your head of it. Oh, teleporters, stay out. Um, but so I'm working here, and as as you probably noticed, and those of you who are watching this on YouTube, ha, huh, um. You know, go back when it's uh, when it's. Do we keep these up? Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, go back, and you'll see uh, he has a little dog bed that's sitting by my chair, and he gets up in the dog bed, and then he looks at me and whines a little bit, and then I pick him up and I put him in my lap, and then I'm just working away, typing, typing, typing with him, and he'll lick my hands while I'm typing, and I'll be like, "Stop it!" Ah, <laughs> like that. Uh, but he came came to me a couple of days ago and he had a big red scratch down his little muzzle here and Jennifer and I had been telling him and telling him not to pester the cat because eventually uh, he was going to get it yeah. and he got it so I looked it up online about how to treat because it wasn't like a big open wound or whatever it was right. a scratch Yeah, and they said you put uh, um antiseptic on it um and so i put bactine on it and of course the dog's like oh what's this gonna lick the bactine didn't like it 
wasn't wasn't a big fan. Oh, I well, just I, uh, I am not a big fan of Bactine either. <laughs> yeah, but you don't lick it. No, I just I would just I would just complain uh, to my parents yeah. when they would try to spray that on Because it stings a little bit. Oh, it stings a lot. It hurt. Yeah. It hurt more than what it was trying to cure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to say, speaking about childhood a little bit, I uh, was able to order grape laces. You remember grape laces? They're like um, just a food. They're like licorice, and they're you know they're like licorice licorice laces, but they're grape flavored. Are they like red vines but purple? Uh, except they're except they're thin, long, long strands, okay. laces. Okay. Right? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I they used to sell those, not the grape ones, but the uh, the the red licorice ones at the skating rink when I was a kid. E exactly, and and Ben, uh, I don't know if if you know it's different, but in the Midwest they had grape flavored ones there too. The exact same ones, though. Those are the ones you're thinking about. I don't think I, I don't think I don't think Skateland and Lacey Washington had um, grape ones, but they definitely had the red ones. Yeah, but um, <laughs> the, like, which, which flavor was red? It wasn't strawberry or raspberry. It was just right. red flavor. But Bartell Drugs um, used to have it. Um, Schwartz Drugs used to have them. Drug stores in general, um, like the Walgreens, right? Yeah. Nowadays. You would expect Walgreens would have them. But they don't have them anymore. But I found a, a supplier. A dealer. Uh, $13 for way too many. Are you the only one in your household who is going to be eating these? Or do Jennifer and Betty like them as well? Uh, they do not like them. Yeah. But this guy. We went to, when, when I was there, we went to a candy shop. On Route 66, yep. Does that, is that place still there? Oh, we don't go there anymore, Ben. They have a giant Donald Trump statue now. Oh, that statue was not there when we visited. Yep, it was not. And it was enough for us to go, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all right. That's no a thanks. shame. Yeah. You know, even, because the thing was... You know, I, I think it might have been Betty. Uh, maybe it was Jennifer, but I think it was Betty. It was like, maybe it's ironic. And no, I think it was Betty. And Jennifer is like, you don't you don't spend that much yeah. on irony. Um, but, you know. Not if it was just a plain, you know, straight up statue and didn't have like, he wasn't in drag or something. Right. Well, it wasn't. He, it's not a great statue. But I don't think that that's uh, intentional. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think it's not great intentionally. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking about which, Blue Sunshine, the, the TV show, I mean, the film I was just talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's about, uh, so basically in 1967, this is the storyline, 1967, someone at Stanford makes this batch of LSD that 10 years later makes people go bald and start killing people. Uh <laughs> All right. It's it's pretty it's pretty good, um, in a Cause you in, know it for for a movie with that as the plot, not it, bad. Because in 1977, that's the worst thing that can happen to a person is going bald. Um, exactly. Uh, so the um, but but in the end, this politician who who had ended up, you know, it turns out that he was the dealer at the t at the time. Um says they're going to make America good again. Oh, God. And I was just like, did someone on the campaign see that? And I was like, I'll do you one better. Maybe so. It's possible. Oh, man. The United States is weird, Ben. We're Are getting you... close to another election time. <clears throat> Which is strange. I don't know any news that's going on. I'm just thinking about it, time-wise. Uh, nothing really big as far as I am aware of. I mean, like, no 
major developments in the Russia-Ukraine war, no big political scandals right now, unless you want to talk uh, at length about the classified documents that are being found in various politicians' houses. Here's the thing I will tell you about, about classified documents being found in politicians' houses. It is, it is interesting because um, if... If the classified documents are detailed, that's a breach of national security and the news station shouldn't do it. So they shouldn't say what the classified documents are. If you don't say what the classified documents are, that's not really that big of a story because nobody knows what it is. Right? right. So it's a sort of a catch-22. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've not heard about the details of any of the documents, but I did hear that um, if the former president had just turned over the documents that he had when asked, it would not have been a thing. Yeah, well, this is, I mean, I can I can tell you m what I understand about it. And like I said, I don't know what these documents are, but when you are a prominent person like the President of the United States of America, some of your communications, some of your personal papers, right? Like stuff that you have of your own, um, notepads, little, you know, things like that. All those things could be classified documentation, right? You have to check. Right. You have to do due diligence to make sure that none of that stuff falls under, you know, classified material. So it could simply be a situation where, you know, there was a box that had stuff in it and it was, you know, just accidentally taken. Uh, but when you become president of the United States, oh, we just accidentally took that isn't a good excuse. You're, you're supposed to have people that, that do all this stuff. Yeah. Right? It's so there's that. And then the the other thing is of course <laughs> if you're known to promise people things or, you know, be a big shot, like to brag about stuff that you know that other people don't, things like that, it becomes kind of a bigger deal a little bit. But again, you know, it could be sensationalized because people don't know what it is. Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, oh, but also, uh, I do know, we already, we already mentioned this today, but uh, today is February 2nd, 2023, Ground, oh, yes. Groundhog Day. Paul, do you know uh, whether or not Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow? I do not know. Ben, did Punxsutawney Phil show, uh, see his shadow? Punxsutawney Phil apparently did see his shadow, which scared him back into his hole, which means we have six more weeks of winter ahead of us. That sounds plausible. Which I really don't get the whole mythology behind that, because if he sees his shadow, that means it's sunny. Yeah. And there's more winter ahead. It can be sunny and cold at the same time, though. Which is what it's like here um, in the Northwest during this time. It is freezing, but it's bright AF outside. Not oh, right now, uh, because it's people... almost 5 o'clock. But... Oh, it's it's time for Paul's joke roundup. Paul's da, 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 da. joke roundup. Hey, Ben. Yes, Paul. Why did Jim Henson make Muppets for people on their birthday. Why did Jim Henson make Muppets for people on their birthday? Because he wanted his presence to be felt. <laughs> I got I got one that's similar. I made um, that up. I made that up. That I got one, one I made that, up. I got one that's similar that um that uh I didn't make up. I don't remember where I read this, but Luke and Darth Vader Darth Vader says to Luke, Luke, 
I know what you're getting for your birthday. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How yeah, do you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm getting for my birthday? I felt your presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. It's yeah. good. Um, let's see. There was, oh, there's another one. Uh, this is what made me think of, of jokes in general. Uh, this person was like talking about the difference between warm cold and cold cold. They were like from Canada. Yeah. <clears throat> and they said there's a difference between warm cold and cold cold. So I was like, well, what's the difference? And he says, um, when it's warm cold, I take my dog for a walk wearing a t shirt shorts and flip-flops and I said man I can't get my dog to wear anything <laughs> which I thought was good pretty fun I um, see those people around Seattle all the time it can be 30 degrees and you still have bros walking around in cargo shorts and, and t-shirts and I'm like dude you're not are you trying to prove a point about how tough you are? It is effing freezing. Here's something that I've learned uh, just by being lazy and living here. I can go outside when it's freezing in just, you know, shorts, uh, a tank top, and Crocs in the snow. If I'm only going to be out for a little bit and I'm going right back inside. Of course, yeah. Like, I like can, just you know, mentally, it's like... or something. Yeah, it's really cold and all that. But there's that off chance that, you know, you'll be... If you're, if you're going to be locked out or whatever, then it becomes a problem. I, for sure. My parents would always try to instill that into me when I would leave, when I got my driver's license and I would head out in my car. If it was, you know, they would always be like, make sure you have, like, your raincoat, a hat, a pair of gloves with you. And I'm like, why? I'm just I'm just going to school, and I'm coming back. I'm barely going to be outside, you know. But that one time when you get a flat tire and you have to spend, you yeah. know, a half an hour on the side of a road shivering and wet because you're and, and changing your flat tire, that's when you wish you'd had your jacket. Hey, timestamp this. It's, uh... 57 minutes and 34 in. Are you going to um, swear? Jennifer was in... No, it's it's just a, a funny, funny thing. Um, Jennifer was in my car, and I, she, was, she wanted to get something out of the glove box. And I had... And this is... Like, the idea that you have to understand is that this was a slow accumulation of things that I would just shove in my glove box. Yeah. Right, but I ended up having a hatchet and zip ties and like two other things I forget what, but but it looked like I was a murderer, a and I'm like, well, that's just crazy. And in the back, in my trunk, after we talked about this, I had a boiler suit, a contractor bags, a sledgehammer, a hacksaw. Um, just like all these things that, that she was like, if you get pulled over and you yeah. have all these things in your car, <laughs> you're a person of interest. There's nothing. Yep. They're at it. So, uh, like I said, I put that timestamp on there just in case, uh, we need to, uh, <laughs> in case prove that this, that this is something that court. I have done in the past. Yeah. Exhibit exactly. A, a podcast Paul recorded on Groundhog's Day, 2023. I was watching... Ah, the Groundhog's Day Killer um, <laughs> that we've been looking for. Well, it's the Groundhog's Day Killer again. <laughs> He's now a serial killer. I was watching um, Watchmen again, the HBO oh, TV show. And yep. I was I noticed something this time that I hadn't caught on the last time. When you... So, Paul. Yes. The place, the compartment in your dashboard where you keep things. What do you call that? Glove box. Yeah. In the TV show, and I don't know if this is a colloquial thing for 
the South or if it's something that they are intentional and that this is how language is going to change in this alternate future. They just call it the glove. Huh. They don't call it the glove box. Twice already they said it's something, something is in the glove. And I've never heard it just called the glove other than this TV show. Interesting. I I really like that show. Um, it was a good good one, as they say. Yeah, for sure. And hey, you know what else was a good one? This episode. <laughs> it's uh, really I liked it a lot, and uh, it's always nice talking to you, Ben. Um, I'm going to talk to you again next week, I believe, around this same time. Same, well, yeah, same same time uh, from when we started, not from now, because if you just joined us this oh, yeah, same true. time next week, the show will be over. Good point. Same time, same, well, same. different Zoom, you'll be a totally different Zoom call. You know, if I were, a, if I were a different number. Uh, more New zoom link. if i were more zoom smart i'd set up just a standard goody lawrence podcast link but uh i don't yeah I, let's not do I that though create a new one every time that's right and just like we create a new podcast episode every time ben and until <laughs> then i'm gonna ask you to please keep it wrong keep it wrong paul I'll talk to you next week talk to you next week bye bye and we're clear Okay, so, oops, I'm still recording. Talk to you later, everybody. It's not stopping. Uh.